on the vault. High atop the pastoral center of the Diocese of Camden, you're listening to Talking Catholic. Hello and welcome to another episode of Talking Catholic. Happy 2021. Happy New Year, everybody. I am excited to be here. I'm Carrie Janice, one of your hosts, and I'm here today with my other three co-hosts. So good to be with all of you guys. And of course, one of them is my very good friend, Michael. <laughs> oh, so what are Marianella and I, Carrie? We're not your good friends? You're my very best friends. You're yes. you're better than Mike. You're, you're above, you're a tier above him. Let us oh, know. Oh, right. That's what I wanted to hear. <laughs> First of all, I would just like to point out, I'm the only one that baked uh, French macrons for Carrie for Christmas because she uh, chooses not to eat gluten. So I made her gluten-free cookies, which I have never done for anybody else. So I think <laughs> I win. I still haven't gotten them yet though. So let's let's see, you know, <laughs> if I get them and they're still fresh at this point. They're, they're, they're social media fresh. You, you, saw the, you saw pictures of them, that counts. They do look yummy. And, he bakes just to post them on Instagram. That's my theory. Yeah. yeah. Well, hey, listen, you guys, if anybody watches the Talking Catholic social media, particularly on Instagram, you saw that, Jose Rodriguez from Keeping Our Keeping a Catholic YouTube Show mm-hmm. weaseled his way into my house while I was baking. He literally has video <laughs> of me baking yep. um, in in the flesh, and a very difficult thing to bake, by the way. Not not really that difficult, but mildly difficult. Anyway, that was what I was doing. You so, looked yeah. really into it, Mike. <laughs> I'm, I've gotten really good. Uh, if if there's any blessing, and I hesitate to use that word, but if there's any blessing of 2020 and, and the quarantines is I have gotten exceptionally good at, uh, at baking. As a matter of fact, one of my Christmas gifts from one of my colleagues, the um, advertising director for the Catholic Star Herald, he gave me a French or a cookbook of like French patisserie, where it's like really high end stuff you can bake. So I'm, I'm expecting my 2021 to be much fatter. Wow. And by the way, Mike Neal was bragging about how he got the best gift ever for Mike Walsh. (laughs) He did. I mean, it's amazing. As soon as I open that up, my eyes burst out of my head. It's like this really like intricate kind of French style of baking. And I really can't wait to, uh, to, to, because I, at the moment, you know, fingers crossed, knock on wood, pray to God. My January is kind of light right now, so I'm desperately hoping I'll be able to go. Oh, you just jinxed yourself. I know. It's like I, it's like I asked for it. But, the calendar's uh, filling up as we speak. Yep. So yeah, so it's Carrie is with us today. Myself, Mike Walsh, Mary McCusker, our other co-host from Catholic Charities, and Marianella Nunez, our co-host from uh, from South Jersey Catholic Schools, is with us. So. And, and she announced uh, two episodes earlier uh, her own big deal. I was actually going to hold it for, for this episode, but um, it, it was announced today or it was announced on what, uh, right before Christmas that she's gotten a big fat promotion. She's now the director of enrollment for the Diocese of Camden. So. Oh, right, Marinella. Congratulations, Marinella. Yeah. I, I heard that and I was like, oh, she might not be doing too many more episodes with all that work she's doing. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of uh, more headaches, but congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> That's well, awesome. See, I, Good for you. I've often looked at the at the podcast as we're, we are an, an evangelization tool for the Diocese of Camden, but uh, I see no reason why the podcast can't be an enrollment tool for South Jersey Catholic schools. So I, 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 I am totally with you on that one. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a natural fit for Marianella. So, congratulations. Um, Thank you, Mary. So how much, 
So now Sorry. that you now that you're in the new uh, new role, Mariadella, like what are you looking to focus on? Well, I, um, you know, I really want to do more in terms of like, you know, my, my main uh, role is going to be um, enrollment and I want to increase enrollment as we all do in our sub Jersey Catholic schools office. And, uh, you know, I, I would like to um, create more recruitment strategies and retention strategies that have to do with kind of like um, the world we're living in today. It's uh, based on social media and a lot of videos and things like that. So, uh, that's kind of like in my head now, like to strategize uh, with some of those things in mind, do more of that. Well, that's and that's great. something I want to ask you about at some point, Marianella, because, you know, we've seen what happens during a pandemic, how things switch to, you know, virtual learning. But I've also, and I'm sure everybody's heard things like, will things ever return to normal? <laughs> you know, like what on earth is 2021 plus going to look like? And I imagine mm. with schools, that's, you know... That's I a big topic. Uh, for South Jersey Catholic schools and for Catholic schools in general, the pandemic has been um, a blessing in a way because it has expanded our horizons and our ways of teaching and like the um, capabilities of our teachers who are doing so much nowadays. But, um, you know, they have uh, learned so much during the pandemic that I don't even think that the education field is going to look the same from now on and it's going to be the same and and not for the bad it's gonna it's you know a good thing I believe uh so I'm excited to to be part of the office uh in an office that actually has created some innovation for um all the Catholic schools in South Jersey and is now part of what's going on in the United States in terms of Catholic education so it's pretty exciting. It's feeling, it's feeling like being part of history, you know, being yeah. part of history. And I'm sure That's Carrie awesome. and Mike, you've experienced the same with, you know, no matter what happens, at least now, you know, that we have the muscles and capability to hold things virtually. So if there yeah. is a silver lining, maybe it's that. It's very true. Very true. I, I've actually enjoyed that and also enjoying kind of like expanding our horizons in different ways for youth ministry because you know these limitations that come up and they come up so quick and it's like okay this is starting tomorrow or this is starting monday and you're down to 10 people or whatever x amount of people and this amount of space and yada 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 which for good reason they have them but it you know when you're trying to cultivate and keep a ministry going and running strong even through a pandemic and any other time of life um, it creates for you to become, it, it creates a space for you to have to become creative really quickly. So um, we, we just had our first outdoor Christmas party that we've ever had. I would never even thought to have an outdoor bonfire Christmas party, but we did last night with our youth group. And it was like one of the best nights we've ever had in 12 years of youth ministry. And I'm like, this was really fun. Like I would have never thought to do this, but now we, we're doing stuff like this. Yeah. So it's, it's also causing me to be more creative, think outside the box. And, and it's been very enjoyable in a lot of ways, difficult, but enjoyable in a lot of ways. Yeah. So, yeah. And then of course, yeah. live streams and everything else, you know, you've become am... <laughs> on live streaming now, uh, Gary. Yes. I've become an expert at it. I'm like, people are asking me, how do you do this? How do you do that? And like training people now how to do it. It's, uh, <laughs> it's been very interesting. I never thought. You know, I think I mentioned this before in the podcast, but I, I run an entertainment, an entertainment business part time 
And obviously that has slowed down to almost a screeching halt right now. Um, so I went from doing gigs in birthday parties and events on the side to doing gigs in weddings, funerals, viewings, and masses, live streams. So it's, it's a new way of, you know, doing church really. And that's through live stream. So it's been, been, been nice and, and a crazy year, which I know we're going to get more into, but, um, but in a way uh, it's been beautiful. So. You know, that's, you might that's are working overtime. I know you. Uh, yes, I, I am, I, but I haven't figured out how to monetize any of it yet. The, um, <laughs> yeah, but that's, but the, the truth of the matter is, is when it comes to, you know, giant challenges, like, like 2020, uh, forced us to go through. Usually it also agree, um, brings with it a great deal of innovation and achievement so when you can have an opportunity to try out new things and find that number one, you have great skill sets. The people, the people who don't do well during things like this, these these large, these large uh, occasions that sort of upset the status quo. The people who sit there and do nothing, those are, tends to be the people who get left in the dust. Whereas the people who figure out, all right. These are the opportunities that have been presented to me. And these are what I'm going to try and do. That's where you find the real achievements. That's where you find, you know, being able to kind of dig deep, look within yourself and, and create. And, and that's not to say everything's going to be a success. You know, we've, you know, the communications department of the ICs of Camden tried a thousand new things over the past uh, 10 months. And I'm happy to say that, you know, 60% of them probably turned out really well. 20% of them were like, Eh. And then another 20% of them were, you know, dumpster fires, but it was, <laughs> you know, I, I, I felt like it was important to try. I said at the very beginning, anything, any crazy idea somebody comes to me with that I think we could make happen, we're going to make happen. And I think I only turned down two or three that were just, just a little too far out there. Listening. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true. Well, that's, that's, I mean, cause it's funny, Marianelle, you were talking about, you know, your new role and the things you want to do. You know, had you said, you know, some of that stuff last year, this time, I would have said, well, the schools aren't really prepared for that kind of innovation. Nobody really knows how to handle mm -hmm. like social media properly. Um, you know, but nowadays, you know, some of these ideas that I think you have in mind, you're going to be able to roll them out to the school and they're, they're not going to be afraid to try them now because, you know, they've had a lot of success as well doing really great things on social media which we've been saying for years is it's not the silver bullet. It's not going to of its own volition, increase our enrollment, but it's definitely something that you need to use. And a lot of our schools and not just our schools, you know, entities across the country were, were slow to, to use it because they thought it was beyond them. And they got a quick lesson this year that that is not the case at all. You, you, you either figure out how to do it or you die. And our schools have done right. a great job. So that's, and our parishes, I mean, Carrie is a shining example of what the parishes have done, you know, not, and to be truthfully, not every parish was, as, was able to achieve what Carrie was able to achieve, but at least they had, you know, if they chose to try and found someone of Carrie's, you know, expertise in their midst, they could, they could make it happen. So nothing is impossible. You know, we always say nothing yeah. is impossible with God and certainly nothing is impossible if you actually try and yeah, don't be afraid true. to fail you know? Yeah. So, and, it's it's a, and like you said, it, Mike, it's the matter of finding the right person. And honestly, within our parishes, there, there are people there that know how to do this stuff and do it well. So you can find mm -hmm. them, you know, they so, really are. And, and it has to be tricky for some people because I mean, I look at, 
I'm 28, right? I look at people half my age, 14. They're on TikTok, <laughs> which I'm finally starting to learn. But there's all <laughs> sorts of other technology and, and stuff that I'm. they do it so quickly. And I'm thinking, uh, 20 years down the line, am I going to be that person who really has to take lessons from you know, other people who are more capable tech. I mean, it's a crazy thing to think about because up until now I thought I have a handle on, you know, the tech end of things. And it's weird seeing this new well, generation of I, tech wizards. Mary, <laughs> I am 20 years older than you. And that's exactly <laughs> what I do. I, I refuse to be left in the dust. So I learn yeah. every single one of those. I'm not going to be but doing. You also went to. You got a master's degree in in PR. Yeah. <laughs> so this is up your alley, anyway. That was just a. But that's. Yeah. I mean, I I know a lot of people who have master's degrees in PR who don't know how to do anything. Um, yeah. It's it's really deciding that instead of being afraid of change, embracing it, figuring out how to make it work, uh, you, uh, useful for you and whatever you're working on. I know TikTok gets lambasted <laughs> everywhere, but I will admit because I have a. 12 year old son he's on tiktok and he'll occasionally send me tiktoks and once he started sending me tiktoks i started growing and they were they're all about marvel sports and religion which actually made me very happy oh, that's um, good. yeah I, di I didn't realize there was a whole religion universe to tiktok mm -hmm. so um that's so why anyway. we're on it as a youth group so that's <laughs> we, the thing carries on top of it <laughs> so i knew how it worked and i knew the importance of it but the truth of the matter is you know, I, I really do think, I don't know if, certainly not every department in the diocese, but I do think schools and, and youth groups should be on TikTok because I think it, I think there's enough users on there that people respond to it. So yeah, you know, well, I know there's, yeah. what's that? So, I was going to say, there's nothing that makes people like, you know, that make people get uh, closer to, you know, a thing or, you know, an institution now than, you know, looking at the insights w through videos, you know, like mm -hmm. um, people might not be interested in, in you know, just hearing uh, what that something is good, but actually looking at it and, you know, kind of like do it and, and don't just tell them, show them, right? And, and that's, that's what uh, this technology allows us to do. So it was pretty interesting to see Mike baking in his kitchen. <laughs> I feel like you know Mike a little bit, and that's what we want to achieve with, uh, you know, um, doing this for the institutions that we work for, like you know, in our ministries in church, because mm -hmm. they're feeling of this feeling disconnected with the youth in our church, and like you know, people. Um, feel that you know they go to mass and that's all they they are part of when it comes to our church and there's so much more so we need to show them and you know donna has been doing a great job with that too and in yes yeah. our colleague uh, and frequent guest on otaviano Britch, she and i what spent the last month of december as we often seem to be tied at the hip putting together all this sort of online content because you know, a lot of the parishes just didn't feel comfortable having missions and retreats like they usually would. So we try, I guess we came up with, I don't know, six or seven different evenings of, you know, meditation or something fun to do into a tree lighting and, and uh, shot that that actually ended up being wonderful. And it was this um, St. Gianna Beretta Mola parish down in Northfield. Uh, they, they offer all their parishioners to buy a tree 
Uh, and then they put it on the front lawn of this very huge front lawn of the, uh, of the parish. And there must've been 200 trees and the, the parish lights them up, but they can decorate them. And then they have a special tree lighting ceremony after one of the Saturday night masses. And, um, yeah, we went down there thinking, Oh, you know, this will be kind of some just, you know, hokey fun to do and ended up being a blast, <laughs> particularly since it was pitch black when we started. So we did, we couldn't really tell what people were going to see on our live stream. But then those lights lit up and the carols started and we went and interviewed some people and it was such a blast. It reminded me of, you know, this little thing called joy that exists during the uh, Advent and Christmas season. It was like, it was wonderful for, for a moment. It was really wonderful. Yeah. So, it's but if I hadn't said yes to a crazy idea, that never would have happened. That's right. Now, is that a tradition that happens every year? Yeah, so that's um, Father Manapella. He um, he had that tradition at his previous parish, who has since continued it. I'm happy to say. Um, mm -hmm. But when he when he went down to Northfield, he uh, he brought it with him, and the parish just responded. I mean, within two years or 200, he he got down there two years ago. Uh, there are 200 trees available, so uh, it was wow. it was it was wonderful. But and then you know we did the we did a, an Advent. Um, reflection night and we were i was actually supposed to do a baking episode um but of course <laughs> but well here's the thing i didn't really want to do it it was donna's idea it's an example of one of the few things i said no to and the only reason i said no to is because i had said yes to so many other opportunities that um that we just i just couldn't do it so yeah. there's no way i didn't have enough time to do the research and practice well, it's, you can bake like Easter pies or something coming up for the next series of live streams. 21, put it in your vision board, Mike. That, oh, yeah, my 2021 vision board. Of I course. Have <laughs> I, um, you know, it's, I do want to talk about what we have planned for 2021, but, um, but, but anyway, well, actually, Mary got to see one of the coolest things. She came with it. She was there at the um, at the bishop's residence in Woodbury, where nice. he did a special reading of "Twas the Night Before Christmas" for all the little ones, and that was that uh, was actually not just the little ones. I was sitting there like hands <laughs> clasped, like stars in my eyes. It was like magical. The fireplace Aww. and the Christmas tree, and something about Bishop's voice. I mean, I can't wait for that to. Well, by the time this podcast comes out, people will have seen it, right? Yeah, right. But uh, but no, it was an absolute treat. And actually, she was uh, enraptured the entire time. I have pictures of Mary literally standing, Aww. sitting like a little kid with, with her hands folded, her knees together, just <laughs> looking forward. She looked like a little, you know, seventh grade school student waiting. It was, it was the craziest thing. That's so sweet. Do you it see was. Mary in the shop? Like, I want to, like, look for Mary. Do you see No, her? no, no. She, in the she crowd? Was, she was running the she was running the cameras. It's just uh, the way we set it up. It's Bishop in a in a nice Queen Anne style chair with the with a roaring fire behind him and the, the Christmas tree to his left and a couple of other dudes. Oh, the stockings were hung behind yeah. him. And, and he mean, was looking looks... at the camera and I was behind the camera. So I felt like he was reading right to me, yeah, even though I was looking it. at the camera. <laughs> it was really. And then he gave a little reflection on, you know, that, you know, the true reason for the season and, and how it actually kind of connects to Twas the Night Before Christmas, which was written yeah. by a clergyman. And and um, it was it was actually very, very sweet. But that, that was another idea that Donna Taviana Britt came and said, oh, we should do this. And I said, that is dumb. And she goes, come it on. It was said, adorable. And it was wonderful, which is why I People should never. People are going to love it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which is why People I can never be allowed it. to do anything on the pastoral side. 
right now. <laughs> yeah. And it's yeah. funny to think back, you know, on this day one year ago, how how things were so different mm-hmm. on this day last year that I ever think I would end up in Bishop's home helping record something <laughs> virtually for Christmas time. You know, it's where were we on, you know, around this time last year? Do you guys remember? Uh, I'm sure I was at work. Um, <laughs> I, uh, no, I, you know, I, but what were you planning for? You know, every, I remember everyone saying 2020, like, you know, we're going to do this and that. And well, that was because everybody, I, rem- I distinctly remember around this time last year, everybody complaining about how bad 2019 was. They couldn't uh, wait for 2020 yeah. to be better. So it's been a great right. reminder of be careful what you wish for because sometimes right. sometimes you get uh, you get something else. Um, I don't remember necessarily. I, I I don't make you know. I think the only thing I've learned I said I was going to do last year was learn to drink coffee and and uh, <laughs> speak Spanish. And I'm I'm happy to say that uh, I failed at both of those. So I'm still working. <laughs> So How do you learn to drink coffee? What do you mean learn to drink? I coffee? don't know. I, I've never enjoy drank it. Like I, I right? Yeah. Well, the problem was the first time I tried to learn to drink coffee, I was also trying to lose weight, and what everyone told me was you have to start with like lattes and stuff like that. So and then work your way into like drinking black coffee. That's true. French and, vanilla, dump it in there, and it is the sweetest thing. Well, that's how I you, started. see when you're 50 pounds overweight all that extra (laughs) sugar is not doing me any favors so i i was like well if i can't just drink black coffee i'm not gonna drink anything i'll stick with my diet pepsis but uh who knows someday Uh, i'll I'll get around to it the um well mary it was your question what was what were do you recall what you were planning on your 2020 to look like um it's funny i think around this time last year you know, we had finished the Justice for All ceremony, which was huge gathering in person um, back in October. And that was also the conclusion of the two year Share the Journey campaign. So from 2017 to 2019, that was kind of the cornerstone of a lot of my work, you know, um, was was based around this, this papal campaign, which was... Um, calling every everyone Catholics and other people of goodwill to understand the plight of migrants and refugees. So I, I guess those two years had a had a theme to it, you know, and something that I could really base all my work around. And then I remember thinking, okay, the Share the Journey campaign is over. JFA is done. 2020 is going to be that year that all of those things that took a backseat to my efforts mm-hmm. the past two years, I'm going to finally get around to them. And part of me was worried, you know, what at Catholic Charities, you know, what can I really enhance or, you know, make better? And then COVID hit. So that was my answer. <laughs> I thought 2020 wouldn't really have a theme, but as it turns out, it, it does. Right. Uh, working wow. for a nonprofit charity during an unprecedented <laughs> pandemic. I mean, yeah. it does have a way of focusing your energies. Absolutely right. Mm-hmm. But Catholic Charities did great in 2020. I mean, mm-hmm. in terms of making sure that it maintained its services to, to people in need. And it was, it was, that's it has made is, me so proud it to, should be. to work wow. there. Yeah. And I remember, you know, back when we were first hearing about the coronavirus and everybody believed it was specifically still in China, I remember a number of caseworkers saying, we need to start talking about this. 
And at the time, a few people were saying, what? No, no way. But um, they were right. <laughs> so just, you know, seeing one, their foresight, knowing eventually we will be affected um, and in ways that we probably can't imagine right now. So we need a plan A, B, C, all the way to Z. So I guess kind of the preparedness um, and then the response, you know, we had hotline set up immediately. We had plans for, you know, if the building closes, how will we still carry out our services and and this and that and all of this depending on um, orders coming from the government and just common sense in general, how are we going to make this work? But everyone, you know, just found a way to do it. I mean, I remember the day after we had to close our buildings down, I was talking to Vincent Mancuso, one of our volunteers, and he had moved his um, English as a second language classes online the next day. <laughs> and so there were all these like unique creative ways that everybody just adapted and um, found ways to carry out the services in all six mm -hmm. counties. Um, and, and while they were still very much impacted by the pandemic too, you know, if that makes sense. My, I have colleagues whose parents um, have gotten COVID. Uh, we had a volunteer pass away from it. So, you know, it's, it's been a lot, but it's made me really proud to, to witness how everybody's adapted to it. That's wonderful. And, you know, schools were the same way, Marinella. I mean, you know, we weren't sure after in the spring and the, the, the schools all moved to remote learning only. And then the determination was made that um, the parents really wanted us to open up full time in the, in the fall um, and how all of those schools were able to make what seemed like the impossible possible. I mean, it was yeah. really amazing. And we've had no, there's been no out. I mean, there's been cases of, of infection at the, at some of our schools, but there have been no cases of outbreak and that's really amazing. Yeah, I remember like, you know, going back to the question that Mary was asking, like, what were you thinking that you were going to do in 2020? I remember that, uh, you know, uh, one of my my goals was to uh, really go out more uh, to to all the, the schools that I served. And I wanted to sort of like uh, be there with the community this 2020 and, and uh, you know, travel to the schools as much as possible this year to uh, keep up with the uh, Latino enrollment initiative. And, uh, you know, then to like the, the beginning of the year happened, we started to hear COVID things, but they were sort of like so far away, so remote, like they were in China. And uh, we were like, yeah, we're not gonna uh, probably be that bad. And then it came Italy and like, you know, we started to uh, freak out. And I remember that uh, we had this principals meeting where we were planning for a two week, uh, sort of like uh, being out of the building, uh, you know, time. And we were planning for those two weeks. We had this template done for like, we had every principal create a template of a, of a plan that they were going to follow in those two weeks. And then we realized how serious this pandemic was and, you know, started to plan on an every week basis to see what was going to um, continue to happen. And it felt like a marathon, I would say, like, especially, you know, I, I really, um, applaud the job that our superintendent of schools did like uh, Dr. Bill Watson in leading those efforts because it was stressful times for everybody. And one of the things that still uh, we were not able to like 
create plans that are permanent because we still don't know. So that was kind of one of the uh, biggest challenges to know, like you know, that in anything you were working on and planning for, you didn't know if it was actually going to happen. Like you know, starting from like you know graduations or like you know exams like how we're gonna be remote or not how long i'm gonna be out and still you know um it uh, by by the summertime we felt like we got a, a you know an understanding of what we could do and whatnot uh and really wanted to prepare and figure out what parents wanted and, and parents wanted in person and we try to do that uh, and, and decided to do it as safely as possible to have every child that wanted an education in person, uh, you know, and make it possible for the families and the kids. And it's, it's been amazing, you know, and, and now we're doing something that we never did before. Hybrid education is also available. Mm. in our. So. Yeah. It, it's amazing, you know, because of, of everything that happened with COVID, we had the, we had a snowstorm in, in late in December. And uh, rather than having a snow day all to himself, Jack had school for a, a, a <laughs> half day of school. Yeah. I had resurrection. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I would so. be so mad if I was a kid and had to still do schoolwork during mm-hmm. a snow day. <laughs> well, I think, I think uh, in the, I think that was um, sort of a test case because, I know that the administrations and teachers at a bunch of the schools still want to like have like like if there's a big snowstorm, it's just a snow day, right? But this was a, I think they were trying to get everything done before Christmas, which is why they yeah. did a a hybrid or a remote learning half day instead. But yeah. so that was fun. Well, I so think yeah, benefit like you know for like years to come when something dangerous is happening in the country, like kids do not have to miss school days anymore. Like they can easily go on remote and, and, you know, do that. I think also a lot of schools didn't actually take the full snow day because of, uh, you know, everything that's been going on this year in particular, but as uh, the the years, um, you know, pass by and we start to do more of these, I think they'll be able to at least enjoy that, those snow days. So don't worry kids. Yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> And it's crazy to see, you know, just the necessity of things. And this is something at Catholic Charities that we've noticed, and it kind of overlaps with what you just said, Marianella, but we've had clients who've said, my kid can't can't go to school virtually. You know, our, our internet, our cable has been cut. We can't pay the bills in situations like that. And it just makes you, mm. I feel like the this pandemic has shown kind of the weaknesses and the necessities that that people need to have, you know, if we're moving mm-hmm. towards a, a virtual world. Yeah. So at the risk of, um, you know, having uh, our God laugh at us again, with 2021 uh, upon us now, what do you guys see sort of like moving ahead? What about you, Carrie? I mean, you've got a thousand irons and a thousand <laughs> fires. Like, what, what are you- Busiest you know, woman I know. She is the, yes, very much so. Um, what do you think uh, you're going to be focusing on in in the, the year ahead? Um, well, I you know what I I take things as as much of a planner I am. I do take things also one day at a time. So I'm not looking too far ahead. I like you know like I just I just go with it kind of thing. Um, so I can't really say that there's something like particular I'm looking for. Uh, I guess honestly just more general things like keeping consistency with my ministries. That's just so important. Um, like 
whether we have to move to a virtual base thing for a little while, if that creeps up on us again, God, God, please know. But if it does like just going with that and making it work, but keeping that consistency. Cause if I did learn anything from 2020 for my ministries, it's that to keep them going any way you can. And that, that they need that consistency, the kids, whichever way you can give it to them, provide it for them. And if that even meant, which I did at one point, visiting them at a very safe social distance from my kind of car area outside of the car to their porch steps to say hello and let them see my face in person during the midst of that lockdown, that's what it means to do. So um, so that's something I learned and kind of keeping with me, I guess, moving into 2021 is that consistency to, to make it somewhat normal. And I think we've all learned that in our own ways, in our own respective ways. Um, so that's something, um, I guess, personally, just continuing to enjoy the gift of 2020, if that makes any sense. But um, mm-hmm. I'll explain. And that is because it changed a lot of dynamic in my own household for the for the better with my husband working at home. And us being together as a family during the day, even though we're both working and we're trying to balance watching a, a two and a half year old, you know, it has brought so much more joy, so much more family time to us that I, I'm really, truly thankful for. And I almost sometimes when I talk about 2020 feel bad because I know for many people it was very, very difficult and in our own respects, it, you know, and it was difficult in some ways, but overall, I think it was actually a blessing for us. So really just taking, taking that in and hoping that it can stay, you know, I really do hope that that could stay that dynamic because it's been such, such a blessing for our family. And then I guess just on um, just a general, general way, looking to 2021 being hopeful. I am very hopeful. I am an, I am an optimist. I really almost can't stand talking to pessimi- pessimistic people. Sorry, Mike. I really can't heck? stand it. <laughs> I was about to say, I don't know how you talk to Mike Walsh. It's hard. <laughs> it's hard. No, I'm just kidding. You know, I, I try. I try to let my optimism rub off on him. But really, be being optimistic and, and being hopeful and, and whatever that is, and honestly, and just putting it in, in my faith in God for first, and then you know mm. beyond that, uh, whatever else is in the cards for us for 2021. So. No, I, I agree with that. I also agree with the, the pessimism because I, I will be honest with you. Yes, I am a pessimist, but I prefer to be the only pessimist in the room. I hate being with other pessimists <laughs> because I, I always want there to be, you know, to, to feel like we can get things done. We can accomplish things. There's a way to make it happen. We will figure it out. There's nothing I hate more than being told no. So uh, I'm a pe- <laughs> I, I don't I'm not a pessimist. I'm just a uh, realist and uh, I don't trust anybody. But other than that, I'm not a pessimist. You know, <laughs> well, Mike, what I feel like you know more than we do, but can you tell us what's on your plate for 2021? What's going to happen mm. that you can share with the public? Well, I feel like you have a lot going on in your head that you can't share, but I there, don't know. There, there is a lot rambling around. The, um, and you know, fortunately, the for me, uh, in general, the the working for the church has a, a cycle to it, right? Like there are things that are going to happen throughout the year that are part, you know, the liturgical seasons of the church. So a lot of my work follows that. You know, like I, I already know for January that you know I'm going to be gearing up for Catholic Schools Week at the end of the month, and then um, you know we have the Right to Life March in D.C. later in January, which you know, at this point, I, I believe is still going on, as so I'm hopeful that it's going to still continue because I, I certainly think it's necessary. We should, we should support it. Um, I um, and then you know we'll, we'll be gearing up for Lent and all that kind of stuff. Now, 
in the Diocese of Camden. Uh, it's well known that the uh, Bishop of Camden turned 75 in March, and uh, no one ever finds out early when a new um, bishop is going to be named. He had to put it, he turned 75, had to put in his resignation, and now it's just a waiting game to see um, if, if he'll be uh, replaced this year, next year, who knows. But, you know, you have to sort of get the plans in place for that. So, you know, we're working on things like that for so for whenever, because it's also a very tight timeline. You might only get six weeks to two months to set something up, which sounds like a lot of time right up until you're planning to install a new bishop. And that's that takes quite a bit of effort. Um, so, you know, we're kind of looking at that kind of stuff as well. And actually, Bishop is celebrating, I believe. I believe he's celebrating his 50th anniversary as a priest in May on my birthday, as a matter of fact. Um, uh, so, you know, I think we'll be planning some celebrations for that as well. Um, plus I've been wanting to do a, a ton of things that I just wasn't able to do this year. I, you know, uh, my hope was, you know, we've, we have the talking Catholic YouTube shows, you know, I would actually like to expand, have a couple of new shows added to the mix, some new ideas um, I've been wanting to do stuff with Catholic charities on social media and video work for years now. And now and that it's we on have, my list, Mike, yeah, I know it is, <laughs> but the, with all the success we had with turning the justice for all dinner virtual, I, I, I would love to see so like, there are cooking shows I have in mind for Catholic charities that I want to see happen. So, so all that kind of stuff. And, and actually the thing I'd really like to do is you know we've seen a lot of talent shown in the schools and in the parishes i really want to do a better job of elevating that this year um and because i think there are a lot of people out there who are doing really cool stuff and if i can figure out some way of giving them a diocesan platform you know i'd, mm -hmm. I'd like to do that as well so you know things of that nature plus i have a distinct impression that the new director of enrollment for the for South Jersey Catholic schools is going to be giving me a lot more work now that um, <laughs> now that she's in charge of uh, putting uh, putting fannies in the seats. Yeah, I, I, that's kind of like uh, following up with like everybody's saying uh, in terms of, um, you know, what we're hoping for uh, 2021. I think, you know, um, I was not expecting to be the, the new director of enrollment. So that kind of like came as a surprise to me uh, this year. And, um, you know, my, my plan for 2021 and it's has already started. It's kind of like learn as much as I can to do the best job I can do uh, to, um, you know, uh, perform my duties as the director of enrollment for the whole diocese. I've been doing a lot with the Latino population and some of the techniques we've used have worked you know, uh, excellent with uh, the Latino population, but it's always, uh, you know, in our minds that the level of, um, you know, work that we do with the Latino school of uh, population, you know, on an with the, um, can also be broader population. So um, I'm, I'm excited about that and to see how that uh, can be received. By the whole community and uh you know i can't i can't wait to create new ways of recruitment and retention and uh you know new enrollment for our schools so there is a learning curve for me for this new position and uh i'm looking forward to learn it and make it happen as mike was saying 
I feel that I am of the mentality of, you know, things can be done and, you know, I like to be positive. So um, I'm a little bit also like Carrie when she said, you know, uh, as much as a planner, uh, you know, I'm not really a big planner, but I, I feel like I always welcome, you know, the challenges and um, just I, nice. I can't wait what 2000 yeah. has uh, in, in store for me uh, in terms of, um, you know, the professional career, but also personally. So there's a few projects in mind that I have personally as well that I hope I can uh, make happen in 2021. Yeah. Nice. Well, I'm looking forward to it. You know, Carrie, I was wondering something in particular towards you, you know, um, the Holy Father kind of surprised us with the year of St. Joseph uh, a few weeks mm. ago, a month ago, I guess now. And I was wondering, have you, because uh, one of the things, I'm actually going to have a meeting with um, our dear friend of me, uh, Don Otaviano Britt, uh, uh, probably the day after this uh, podcast lands, um, where we're going to talk about what we're going to do for 2021. Mm-hmm. Uh, but one of the things that's impacting us is, you know, we try to figure out how to incorporate the year of St. Joseph into that. So I'm just kind of wondering, Carrie, have you started thinking at all about how you want to incorporate that into your ministry? Um, not so much yet, uh, beyond our live stream masses. I work, there's another guy that helps me out with them and he gets very into making little video montages for them. He goes, I made a St. Joseph one for the year of St. Joseph. I was like, Oh, sweet. I didn't even think about that yet. That's great. So, um, that's one thing we have. Um, but no, but I'm nothing particular, but I'm sure I will try to bring in some experts that, um, have a devotion to St. Joseph to talk about that, not only that devotion, but um, talk about uh, his life and not mm. that we know too much of it. Um, but there's a great book out by Father uh, Calloway. Oh, Father... oh, you what? didn't know, probably that's in Spanish. I'm sorry. <laughs> I thought oh, we're... Right. Right, man. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, there's, a, there's a good book about from Father Calloway and it's a consecration to St. Joseph. So I think um, I'll probably be doing something with that in our parish as well um, to bring his life into it and, and the devotion to St. Joseph. He's the man, St. Joseph. I got close to him in the past, I would say two years more than I ever have. So when I heard that the Holy Father announced that, I was I was excited. I was like, this is exactly what we need um, yeah. because he's humble, he's a servant and he's a protector. And you know what, who doesn't need any, who doesn't need more of those things in their life, you know, to, and to be more like him, whether you're a male and can relate to him in those ways, or even a female um, who is not only attracted to that, but also um, we all, you know, we all need to, to possess those great qualities that Joseph had and the willingness to just, to just go, you know, and trust. That's I think yeah. the biggest thing. So I am psyched for the year, St. Joseph, and I, I, like you, probably need to get on it pretty soon, right after the new year, to, to put some things, some, some pens of paper for it. Yeah, you know, it's funny. I, I, whenever I think of humility, I'm, I'm reminded that the four of us, in particular, um, uh, me probably more than anyone else, really need to make sure we focus on that humility because we have very public platforms, and it's easy to, it's easy to fall into the trap of believing that. Um, you know, we are more than what we are, that, you know, that our role is that of servitude. We are here to, whether it's to serve the clients at Catholic charities or the students at at Catholic schools or the parishioners or youth in the parishes, you know, or in my, all of it in in my role. Um, You know, I have the litany of humility on my wall, which I don't read nearly enough. Um, 
but it's it's a good little reminder because uh, it's very easy for for people like us to to forget that sometimes. And I have to say, for the most part, um, I could say that the three of you have been uh, wonderful servants in that regard. Uh, you, I, I wish I was as humble as the three of you, considering what great um, efforts and opportunities and, and what you've been able to create, particularly in the last year, but in the five years I've known all of you. Um, whereas occasionally I, I need to remind myself not to pat my back so hard of all the greatness that I accomplish on a daily basis. No, just kidding. The, um, but it, it's true. I was going like, to say, wait a minute. Mike. <laughs> I know, I'm, I'm Irish. I don't believe in anything in myself, but um, uh, <laughs> But the truth of the matter is it's, you know, it's, it's, I'm actually, that's one of the things that I, I think I'm going to want to focus on for the, the, the year of St. Joseph is, is that humility. The fact that here was this great person who had, who had, you know, this, this connection to, to Christ and, you know, he, he does play sort of a lesser role in the Bible, but you have to believe he was probably a very substantial role in the life of Jesus. And um, I think there is something to be learned in that. You know, the, the higher we get up the food chain, particularly, you know, I'm a director here and, you know, I, there's a lot, there's, I'm often given a lot of pats on the back that I absolutely do not deserve, which is why I shift them all to my staff as much as I can. Um, but, you know, if I listen to that stuff, I think I'd be in trouble. So I, I try to ignore, which is why as Mary knows, uh, I can't take a compliment. It's, uh, it actually hurts me. She sent me a, that uh, is true. I- <laughs> It really does. It's very difficult. Uh, she sent me a lovely Christmas card that I, I, it took everything I had not to respond to with, with sarcasm because uh, it was entirely too, too nice and kind. Was a that was painful. my goal. Thanks. Good job, the, Mary. Uh, <laughs> but, um, so anyway, you know, for our listeners, I hope, uh, you know, one of the other things I think I've said it now a couple of times on this podcast is, you know, taking suggestions. If there are people you want us to talk to or topics you want us to address, you know, I hope that our, uh, our friends and our listeners will uh, reach out to us. You know, we're on the three major social media channels so they can reach us in Twitter and Facebook and uh, Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. Uh, I will say of the three of them. TikTok def- one day? <laughs> well, if 2021. I out, if I could ever figure out how to be creative, creative enough to uh, be great at TikTok, I will, uh, I will definitely do a TikTok account. Um, I volunteer like, to run that one because I'm actually guilty of secretly loving TikTok. <laughs> Mary, you have a 14-year-old girl trapped inside of your 28-year-old body there. Yes, <laughs> yes, I do. The, um, well, Mike, you said that you can't take compliments, but you can take criticism uh, pretty well. Remember, oh, yeah. you know, people have given us feedback about this podcast, and I know you've taken it seriously and Yep. Unless you were I, really, really bitter below the surface, you handled it well and said, yeah, you know, that's a good point and let's mm-hmm. work on that. So I agree. it's true. We always it's, appreciate uh, feedback. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's what makes me happy when I hear that the three of you or any of our hosts and of our, either our YouTube channels or our podcast channels who actually go back and listen to their episodes. Cause the only way you ever get to improve in this job is actually listening and seeing, uh, seeing, you know, forcing yourself to listen as Mary will often It's the most painful thing ever (laughs) hearing your own voice and the stutters and the rambling and oh my gosh. Yeah. But then, you know, you think, (laughs) listen, every time we get on the podcast, I, I, and I fail at this probably too often, but I think about that letter we got that said, I talk too much. 
So I, <laughs> I actively, I actively attempt to talk less, and, I'm, and I and I give myself a little pat on the back every time I let Carrie go off oh. on a rant. But uh, <laughs> good job, Mike. <laughs> so yeah, just amongst the three of you, you know, we talked a little bit about it. But are there people you'd like to have on, or topics you'd like to address in the new year? For me, I was thinking, you know, for the most part, I brought on a lot of Catholic charity staff here in the Diocese of Camden, but the truth is we're a really wide network. There's 165 Catholic Charities agencies across the country. And of course, we're all members of Catholic Charities USA. Um, Part of my goal has been kind of keeping in touch with other Catholic Charities. You know, what are you guys up to? How did you do this? And, you know, taking advice from, um, from Catholic Charities USA. So there are a few people I have in mind, um, on a national level who I would love, love to bring on, um, who can talk about Catholic charities, um, not like on a national level. We're thinking a lot. It's, I think like, you know, um, we were able to bring, uh, Cosmeno Spino to the show this, uh, last year. And I, I believe that, uh, we can do more of that with, uh, people at the national level that, uh, you know, even internationally, you know, I would love to have Pope Francis uh, t- talking at Talking Catholic, you know. Sure, of course. Let's dream big. One of my uh, teachers when I was like in second grade said, dream to be a president and maybe you can get to be a senator. But, you know, dream big because, you know, the smaller you dream, um, you know, the smaller things you're going to accomplish. So I think we can do uh, great things with the show in terms of uh, who we get, you know, and, and it's only a matter of inviting and people can say no and you know mm-hmm. move on but and then bugging and harassing until we get a response <laughs> that That's- too what about you carrie what superstars in youth ministry do you want to have on or other <laughs> or other topics that matter you know i enjoy the local level stuff not that i don't dream big because yeah definitely see the point in that but i like the local level stuff so there's some uh local friends and people and suggestions even father peter gave us some that he knows um, that were, I think, some good valid suggestions and good topics that people would enjoy. So um, like a newly married couple, I think it's always good hearing from them. Just just even just to see their joy of being married. I think that's a very sweet one. And then uh, there was some other ones, some, some people that have a good presence on social media through their Instagram that run some Catholic Instagram. So looking into them. But I, I do like to say I always go back to it, but one of my favorite episodes, actually, I'll go back to two, was um, Paul J. Kim. And also I was talking about him earlier today, Joe Campo, who's from Grassroots Films. Mm-hmm. People that are, are a little more well-known, um, I definitely enjoy doing them. So if I can get some bigger named Catholic superstars in here, um, that, that would be my, my big dream. I tend to agree with you. You know, uh, Carrie, I'm always going to want this to be uh, a local podcast. However, I do want to bring in some, you know, maybe once every couple of months, we bring in like some high profile Catholic. I mean, when we got Mike Canaris on our columnist from the Star Herald, that was one of the best podcasts we had had in Mm. quite some time. And I I really enjoyed that. I was actually thinking maybe we could have him to him on for the um, to talk about the year of St. St. Joseph. Um, But there would be great. Yeah, it would be great. But, um, you know, this is going to be an interesting year, I think, because we're going to be coming out of, you know, God willing, we'll be coming out of COVID. Um, Things will start opening up again. You know, one of the things I lamented was the fact that for our 200th 
uh, episode, I really wanted to do a live uh, to uh, episode, you know, in front of people and live stream to the net and stuff like that. And uh, so maybe we'll do it for 2025 or 20 or 250 or 225, something like that. We'll, we'll do it later in the year. I hope uh, we can all be together again. Um, I, I actually hope to do more in-person podcasts. Um, we've certainly been on zoom today and I think I've zoomed the last three episodes uh, after having done a couple of in-persons, I, 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 just for the audio quality alone, um, I would like to do it better. If, I'm sure people probably don't realize it, or maybe they are wondering why every time Mary Adala speaks, we lose like the first two, two words of her sentences. It's because <laughs> if, uh, if one of us is talking and Marianella talks, for some reason it, it closes. I think it's because of the form of app she's using. It, uh, it pauses her broadcaster about a second and you lose like the first two, two, two words coming out of her mouth. Joey's and then to... I got booted off the internet at um, here working from home. So yes, in person at a distance has been my preference. <laughs> yeah. So, so I'm hoping for lots of things. I, you know, kind of like Carrie, you know, we'll, we'll see what, what sort of makes itself known to us and then we'll give it a try and it'll be great. I don't know. Maybe we'll do, maybe we'll give uh, JP or son his own uh, YouTube show. We'll just, uh, yes. Exactly. There's the cutest TikTok. show ever. <laughs> Listen, there are there's some like YouTubers he watches play toys and they're millionaires. And I said, I'm gonna start doing this with my son because he's way cuter than the kids that he's watching. So I want to make <laughs> I want him to be a millionaire. That's like you a too, Marinella. You got some cute kids too. That, you could do it. That's kind of like um. And my my daughter loves to do these videos and she loves TikTok. And I haven't really let her have her account. So I'm like. Maybe I should do that. Like, just let her create these videos. <laughs> let her go viral. Bring in the ad money. Go ahead. <laughs> well, you know, the, the thing is, as I say, you know, people always say, uh, you know, social media is evil. And it's like, it's no more evil than a gun, you know, in the sense that we're, or any other kind of tool. It's like how you use it, who you're using it with. And, and so long as the parents are doing proper oversight, um, I'm okay with, you know, people being on social media. If you're not giving them social proper oversight, well, then you got problems. But there's one thing I'm fairly certain of: it's uh, Marianella and Carrie know how to keep an eye on their kids. So, <laughs> at any rate, well, everybody, thank you very much for joining us for this uh, start of the 2021 podcast uh, year. And I uh, certainly let us know if there's anything you'd like us to talk about in particular. You can always reach out to us on all of our social media handles. It's Talking Catholic everywhere we are. And uh, to Mary and Carrie and Mary and Ella, thank you very much for joining me today. Thank and you. And we'll talk to you all later. See you, everybody. Happy New Year. Happy New Year.